Hello and welcome to episode 64 of NOLO TIME. My name is Robert Velez and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, Nolo Time? Good to be here with you again for another episode on this fantastic day, Obed. Good to see you, man. How are you doing? Doing well, dude. This week has been bananas with all this news, man. I know. Trying to keep up with that. It's been crazy. I know. I feel like back and forth we've been discussing. We're like, oh, did you see this thing? Did you hear this thing? Did you hear that thing? And it just has not stopped. Even as we're doing this episode now, we're keeping our eyes open to see what else might happen because it's just been that kind of a week. Yeah, we just need a we just did a, a news scrub just in case we're not missing anything because it, yeah. it's been like every other hour uh, of every day something's out there, so we're keeping our eyes our eyes peeled and uh, bringing you guys the um, the news. Uh, but Joel, I really don't have a what's up, man. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty I'm pretty much ready to jump into all this stuff. Um. Quickly, just let you guys know, finished Iron Fist Season 2 this last week. Uh, solid show. Recommend you guys go out and watch it. Um, I don't think that there's really much of a need to have to watch it for something else we're going to get into a little bit later. We're talking about Daredevil. But um, it it's, it's kind of stands on its own, which is good. But if you, if you had a rough time with the first season of Iron Fist, give the second season a chance because it is really good. There's a lot of progression with characters, you know, uh, the brother and sister, Ward and Joy. Um, they kind of have a unique dynamic now in this series, especially Ward. He kind of becomes a little bit of a, I mean, I don't want to jump jump this far because, you know, his character progresses a little bit more at the end of the season. But uh, he kind of jumps a little more into that Han Solo-ish type of character where it's like you love to hate him kind of thing. Um, and and it's, it's very, very fascinating where they're taking this. So... I look forward to the next season, but I really think that there's probably going to be more, especially um, hearing that most of the reviews on it have been solid. So yeah. I'm, I'm thinking in that case, they'll probably do a third season, and this might even help the chances for another season of Defenders. But uh, good good, good feedback so far on the show. Okay. Yeah, I've been, I've been actually doing that, Joel, because I really dropped off of everything TV-related and Netflix and all that. So I've been catching up on Defenders. I'm only like three episodes away from the end. It's not too long. It's perfect. I think it's the perfect length. It's like eight episodes. I think it's great. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. A lot more than um, than, than Iron Fist, for sure. Uh, I think Iron Fist, it started really rough. It got better pro- as, it, as it progressed the first season. So I'm definitely going to finish Defenders and jump into season two of iron fist and of course we'll talk about their devil here in a bit um but uh the only one thing joel that, that i want to talk about um before we we uh roll on is that this weekend we're going to be at ceo taku it's the uh ceo event for um anime fighters so we're going to be attending that event on saturday and uh yeah we're, we're hoping to give you guys some scoops for next week and things that we see and and i'm looking forward to hanging out with joel and uh just watching some competitive high level video gameplay so i'm really pumped about that it's gonna be a lot of fun if any of you guys are planning to be out there feel free to say hi to us but uh yeah we're gonna have a good time out there a little bit look forward to it and i'm sure we'll give you guys a fun little update on our next episode yeah for sure uh joel we got a pretty lengthy disney slash mcu update so uh first of all uh, let's talk about I think what the biggest new uh, news of this week concerning this topic is, is that we finally got the trailer for Captain Marvel. And before I give you my opinions, Joel, just go ahead and tell us what's up with that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, 
Captain Marvel, that trailer dropped and, you know, I think people had an expectation for it to be this super revealing kind of story thing and all this stuff. My guys, it's a teaser. This is the first look we even get at the movie. But with all that being said, what a solid way to introduce uh, this character to people who have no idea who Captain Marvel is. I love uh, the way it, from the way it begins straight away with the whole landing in Blockbuster, making it very clear that this is an older timeline than the 90s, um, that this is not going on present day Avengers, right? Um, so I it's like that. It's a modern period piece. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's funny. Yeah. So I say that they make it very clear right away in the beginning with that. It's a fun little, little uh, visual. Uh, I also like the referencing between um, her past life and her current life. I love that she has the traditional mask um, that we've come to love over the last few years of, of the adaptations of Captain Marvel. That she she has the mask with her hair kind of out with that certain hairstyle that, that you see over the mask. And then she also has it just without the mask um, with her costume. I really, really like that. Um, I like that we don't see much as it relates to a villain. We know that the scrolls are, are, are big in this movie, Scroll Cree War, and that she's probably working more with the Cree, although I think at the end all that's going to shift around too. But, uh, you know, her going in, and <laughs> I think every person who watched this kind of had a whoa. But those of us who knew what was going on, you know, we knew what was up. Actually, we're, we're happy with this, that, that quick clip you get in the trailer where uh, she's punching this old lady right in the face. Well, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? Well, guys, you have to understand, scrolls impersonate people, people that you would probably want to pity or or people that you would consider friendly. Um, so that's very clear that she's like, hey, you're, you're an imposter. You're not uh, you're not really a human. You're just an alien pretending to look like this. And and uh, so, yeah, that, that was a cool part of the trailer there, because I think a lot of people are like, whoa, this is a very different movie. I also love the whole um text usage i think a lot a lot of people caught it right away you know yeah you know her story of a hero you know the way that that's brought together um just well done well cut i know people had some issues with the cgi obed honestly it didn't bother me um it's not great but it didn't bother me like personally uh just because like if any of you remember the first guardians of the galaxy trailer that came out they also had a lot of stuff that was that was a little misplaced coloring um, whatnot, and then by the time you got to the legit trailer, all of it was fixed. So understand this is a teaser. Um, it's supposed to meant to just to tease us about it. I'm not bothered by seeing a promise. What do you think, Obed? Yep. Um, let's talk about the CG first. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like like you what you said, and we saw the same exact thing happen to um black panther right when we saw those first trailers i was like oh that that jump uh jumping oh, yeah, around those cars car. was really yep. rough yeah and we talked about it on the podcast and and how you know rough it looked and and then uh, you know by the time we get the last trailer even on the last trailer it didn't look great i mean it looked fine but it wasn't like super mind-blowing but when you actually watched it on the movie then it looks good um, so maybe something like this would happen. Um, I got to say that uh, the only thing that bothered me CG-wise or, or special effects-wise in this trailer was uh, the shot that everyone loves is the shot at the end when she's powering up. I think it looks like super cheap and super like after effects. And 
uh, they they're probably going to work on that and that's maybe just a hey this is sort of what we're gunning for but it look, may look better but that looked to me in my opinion it looked pretty bad um other than that um the it it does a good job at setting the tone of what this movie is going to be you know with having Nick Fury and Coulson back and the the type of person she is um like what you said with the lettering and all that that was that was really well done and i thought the other part that was really well done in the trailer is that they show her in different moments of her life falling down or so whether it be like on skates playing baseball and you know doing the you know uh doing the uh training basic training and and all and then as as you know wearing the Cree uniform and then and the same in the same coin at the uh, later in the trailer you see her stand getting back up uh in all of those moments and that I thought that was really cool and really well done um I, I think it was a good trailer uh, I don't think it was as uh See, it's like <laughs> that inf that first Infinity War trailer, man. It really raised the bar for trailers, dude. Because that trailer, even though half of that trailer is not in the movie, <laughs> I was gonna say didn't make it's, it. But you know, it, it was it was it, that trailer was really really good. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it looks good. Uh, I think it's gonna be like I mentioned. Marvel's gonna make sure that they make this movie better than Wonder Woman. I don't know from this first trailer. I, I I'm I'm not 100% sold on that, but we'll see. Yeah, I I think uh, I think they gave us enough of teases to make us happy. I think from what I saw, what you were talking about with her, you know, falling down and coming back up, and, and talking about a lot of the background of who Captain Marvel is, I get the sense that they're going similarly to Captain America: The First Avenger. In the regards to who is the person before they have their powers and then who they are when they have their powers. It's like with Captain America, it only amplified like he was already a good man. But having these powers only amplified who he was, right? Didn't like suddenly make him a better person. Like he was already a good, good man. I think with Captain Marvel, it's a similar situation where she's already a very good woman. She's a very um, powerful woman. Now just having these superpowers only makes her amplify in her um, desire to do good and to help others and and uh, I think I think that's gonna be something that if they can, can deliver upon that from just that observation um, it's gonna be both a powerful story and an entertaining film and Marvel does that really well so well we'll see but uh, yeah it's a teaser guys so I, I'm I'll wait for the the next official trailer I think we'll get a lot, a lot more flavor in there and probably more done cgi as well yeah and that's probably going to be maybe closer to christmas maybe even january uh yeah. we'll see something a little bit more final um but yeah i mean it looks it looks good i know that this movie's again it's going to do well and and of course it's it's probably going to be a must see before the next avengers movie which joe i don't know if you saw that picture that got posted on social media that said look closer yes Okay, did you catch it? Okay, so there's a lot of people who are saying a lot of different things. Okay. They have, they've not yet come out and confirmed that it's actually no. that. But, yeah, you uh, the A is the obvious one. Then we were saying the E thing. So there's, I mean, to me, the biggest thing is that, you know, there's 
So, uh, for those of you though that don't know, there was a tease. Uh, they were supposedly teasing the title of the next Avengers movie. Well, they didn't say that. All they did is they, the, the Russo brothers put out a picture and they just said, um, look closely or something along those lines. Yeah. Kind of like a Where's Waldo. And yeah, exactly. And so well, most of us are assuming yeah. it's the title of the next Avengers or something to do with the next Avengers. Yeah. And you can, you can definitely, well, I mean, based on what I saw, there's a easel and a ladder. And you can see both of them, and you get two A's. So Avengers Assemble makes makes sense that that could be a potential title for that movie. I mean, because we've never heard Avengers Assemble in any of the Avengers movies yet. So that's true. So I mean, maybe this is when we'll get it. They were waiting, Joel, to make it happen. Oh, you know, even just now at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I would love that title. I think uh, Avengers Endgame is also fine. I've heard that that being rumored. I think that's fine because yeah. of the wording that was used from the last movie. I always like derivatives, like, kind of like how um, Christopher Nolan had did with most of his Batman movies, right? Like the Dark mm. Knight is is, is is a derivative, or um, you know these different things. But you know, it's it's uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm curious now if they actually confirm is that was that a title thing or was them this that just them being goofy? I I don't know what the yeah. says. Yeah, I, see, I don't, I don't like Endgame because I, th- I think that title may confuse the, um, the casual fans. Where it's like, oh, there's gonna, there's that's it, that's it. There's not gonna be anything else, you know. And Endgame being, you know, a, a pretty heavy word to use in a movie title may confuse fans or you know casual fans. Of course, we we know what's up. They're never gonna be stop making Marvel movies. So. So, but but I think that for the casual audience, it could be a little bit confusing. Um, I, I think Avengers Assemble is probably I'm I'm ninety Joel I'm, I'm uh, prediction uh, no over under no long time prediction time here we go on nine twenty uh, I'm ninety percent sure that that's going to be the title. Wow. Okay. Wow. I am not that high of a percentage. I actually would say I'm I'm under fifty percent that that's the title actually. Okay. Oh, but I hope that's the title. So we'll see. But and speaking of the MCU, Obed, um, some other stuff has also come out recently. Kevin Feige uh, has been put now right in the front of the media as Bob Iger has been doing his rounds of uh, press. And he's been talking about Fox and the whole Fox merger. And uh, one of the questions that was brought up about was how is this going to work out in regards to X-Men and Fantastic Four? Are they going to stay with Fox or is that going to move somewhere else? And he didn't directly say it, but he said, look, right now it makes the most sense for um, these properties to move under Marvel Studios under Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige has a plan. People, he, They asked him further, like, was it, does that mean Deadpool could be an Avenger? And he said, look, I'm not going to say that entirely, but Feige has a lot of really great plans, so that could be a possibility. So he's not confirming entirely, but um, it makes sense. Iger's in charge of this whole thing, for, so for him I'm to say, like, here. yeah, maybe it's like, the, it literally is your choice, man. So... Um, yeah, it, I, I'm sure, I'm sure all that's going to work out. It just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. You know, you know that I've been saying it for a year now that ever since this, you know, Fox rumors started happening, um, that I, I was looking forward to the X-Men, uh, I, I don't want to say done justice because uh, we can both agree Agreed. and we can all agree that they are they're they're good very very good X Men movies. Um, uh, they're not all of them are are good, no, but there are some of them that are great. Some of them are good. Some of them are okay. 
maybe one or two are eh. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm really excited for this, Joel. Um, I'm I'm finally gonna be able to see you know Spider-Man and you know potentially the X-Men, which they they they're uh, some again the casual fans don't realize it, but you know there there was a time where. You know, Spider-Man helped the X-Men. The X-Men reached out to Spider-Man. It's like, hey, you're sort of kind of mutant. Why don't you just come join us and, you know, come learn more about your powers and all this stuff. So there, there's the possibility that that could happen. There's the possibility that we can see, you know, a, a, a Captain America Wolverine thing or Wolverine versus Hulk. Like when, how, how Wolverine started basically was a, a Hulk comic. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited to see what may come out of this. Um, Deadpool, on the other hand, that's kind of tricky because they've already established a, a very strong universe with those movies. Um, in my opinion, they should be kept at their own as their own thing. Um, but Bob Iger, on the other hand, said that they're looking, they're not looking into making not making family friendly content and i think that's almost a, a direct quote of something that he said a few weeks ago uh, but in my opinion deadpool should be kept as a separate thing separate universe uh the rest of the x-men you can definitely do like an avengers versus x-men or do some crazy stuff now that you have those properties and i know that for you joe more importantly is what are they planning to do with fantastic four because now they're you know part of it. I I it, before you take over, it's like in my opinion, after they're done with Thanos, uh, they can they can definitely put Doctor Doom as the next big bad guy in the MCU. Yeah, I, I although I have to say because of what we saw with Spider Man, um, Spider Man Homecoming, like. And it's a different situation because that's like a shared rights versus now like, you know, Disney taking it all on. But with that being said, my point is I think Fantastic Four would be first actually before even X-Men. I think Fantastic Four would be the first ones to be joining uh, the MCU uh, on the big screen. But I don't think they'd be quick to kind of put out Doctor Doom since there's already been two iterations one that was um, acceptable, another that was complete, literally uh, wearing garbage. Yeah, so, well, you know, <laughs> literally like a, a garbage, garbage bag, bag over his head. Yeah, a garbage bag on his face. Yeah, well, I mean, they, but you don't have to like give us Doctor Doom right away. I, I mean, you know, uh, just uh, do the same thing that they did with Thanos, right? It's just tease him. It's like <laughs> Doctor Doom, and then they just keep every movie. Just give us something until you give us Doctor Doom for reals. Right. I want I want Doctor Doom. I, I just get it. I have the the feeling that it's gonna be a little bit till we till we see that guy, which is fine. I mean, it took a while for Thanos, right? Exactly. Like he was teased. Yeah. It took a while. So whatever their puns are there, but um, I do hope and I do believe that Fantastic Four will be the first to join before even the X Men. I think that Fantastic Four is a great way to bring it in. Remember, Fantastic Four was what kicked off Marvel. So uh, it's like the prodigal son has returned now that they have. Fantastic Four back. There's a feast going on at Marvel. It took a, I mean, uh, like literally uh, the prodigal son. Has literally. The, yeah. Oh, man. After fan, after fan Four stick, I still haven't watched it. I have zero interest in watching it. Never I don't watch waste, it. I don't want to waste my time. I, I'd rather just watch YouTube videos. I don't care. Don't don't watch <laughs> it, Obed. Yeah, that's moments of your life you'll never get back. 
<laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've watched the other two. The first one's fine. The second one's okay. Um, I mean, the second one's like they, they people dump on them, but I don't. I think the first one's not that bad as people make it to be. Um, the first one, same thing. I mean, it's not great, but it's also like it's not unwatchable. Um, it has some things going towards it. Um, Fan four stick, you know. But I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna even bother. Um, but something that I that I uh, want to talk about, Joe, because I know that we're we're just again going into the full MCU update because there's a bunch of stuff to you know things to talk about about uh, uh, that happened this week. Uh, Joe, we got the uh, first or the release date for Daredevil season three. Uh, October 19th, if I'm not wrong, right? That's right. Yep. So, I don't know if you noticed, Joel, because they released two posters today, right? They released the one with a cross and the and the mask, and then they released one with... Um, the with cross ba- and the mask was yesterday, actually. Cro- was yesterday? Okay. Yep. And then uh, they released one today. I don't know if you saw it. Um, the back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know if you saw the skyline, Joel. The Avengers building is right in the middle back in the skyline and it is the avengers building like if you actually look at the picture look closely it's right there and it has the a and everything so you'll see it like if you if you go back and watch the look at the picture and look closely right in the center it's the it's the avengers tower so maybe later i don't know they said no but everything's possible right so timeline timeline wise that was that would have to mean that that movie happened before spider-man homecoming because that's when the Avengers move out of the... the when they the, sold the building. Mansion. Sold yeah. the building, so they've, it's no longer the Avengers Tower. So I guess Daredevil Season 3 happens before that yeah. that uh, Spartan Homecoming timeline? Could be. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're on their own timeline. They're on different, yeah. They're doing their own things. Like, yeah. And, and I noticed that because if you go back, it's like, okay, so Daredevil Season 1 sort of kind of refers to Avengers, um, you know, the incident, as they call it. Um, but, but they've already rebuilt. So they're, they're like, like there's, they're on a a different like timeline. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, who bought, who bought the building, Joel? Was it a guy by the name of Richards? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Nah, the Baxter building is its own, man. (laughs) Baxter building. (laughs) Oh man. But uh, but that trailer they they had a, a, like a quick teaser trailer for Daredevil, uh, and they teased that um, Kingpin is gonna be back wearing his signature white suit, which is interesting because we didn't see him wearing the white suit on season one. So this one he looks like he's gonna be like like for reals, full on Kingpin this time. So great, absolutely, and and that that's all to be expected. You know, if you've watched Defenders, and I know Obed, you're not done yet. But long story short, without saying anything, if you know the comics, you know there's something called Born Again, and that's the exact storyline that they're going for from the exact ending of Defenders. Um, they they clearly, you know, and there's some stuff there that happens with that goes into even Iron Fist season two, um, just with like some referencing between what was said between these characters and. Um, now seeing that this the perfect time right? Iron Fist season two ends, you have Daredevil season three coming up. They quickly are jumping into this born again storyline where he's he's back, but 
he understands what he has to become in order to defeat his foes. I don't mean to keep referencing it, but it's like Batman, uh, Dark Knight. Like you know that this he he had to become not the one that they they needed, but the one they deserved, right? Like yeah. it's 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 kind of one of those situations. Although I think for Daredevil, he's gonna have to quickly learn. Yes, sacrifices are needed, but uh, also the cost of the sacrifices too. And um, I love that whole inner conflict. He's uh, he's 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 very conf- he's very conflicted, but it's very humanizing. It's very understanding. You know, you think you've got powers and that solves everything, but it shows you, you know, as powerful as Daredevil is, there's a lot of um, personal stuff that you know punching punching you with your fists is not going to solve. So. Uh, Kingpin is one of those people, you know. Yeah, he you can fight the Kingpin, but he's also a businessman. He's a smart man, and and the the ramifications of it. So, I'm just so in love with what they've done with Daredevil. I I I, I know people have their feelings about season two and all that. Honestly, like bet Daredevil season one, season two has been solid. I have very high expectations for season three. Yeah, I I like both of them, especially season two. That first half was so freaking good with Punisher. Yep. It was like, yeah, that, I mean, why, why people hate it, I really don't know. But um, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, and Joel, before we move on to other news, just to wrap up the Disney section <laughs> of this uh, podcast. Actually, we got two more. Um, do you want to talk about uh, what Bob Iger said about Star Wars? Because um, that's something that I've brought up um on the podcast in the past that I was uh, that it was a concern and and apparently either Disney listened to listens to the podcast or or I, again I was right uh, <laughs> hashtag Obed was right yeah so, Bob yeah. Bob Got Iger um, had an interview with um, the Hollywood Reporter he's on their list of top 100 and he did an interview with them and uh, they asked them about um, what was going on with with you know, specifically Star Wars, and he he said um, that you can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. And um, he said when it came to Star Wars, um, it may have been a little too much, too fast. And with him saying that, I think it's almost like he's saying like we're force feeding you this stuff, like quantity over quality. I know for you, Obed, you've said Star Wars fatigue. I don't think it's that it's fatigue for me. This is my opinion. I don't. Th- I don't think it's necessarily fatigue. I just think it's that the quality has just been very rushed, and it's like you have the really good ones like Rogue One, you have the movies like Force Awakens that is is a is a is a generally liked film, but then you have like the Last Jedi that has people divisive uh, and it's trying to set up and do a lot of stuff. And I think yeah. it's going to pay off later on when you watch these other things that are, that are being set up, the Ryan Johnson trilogy and all these TV shows and stuff. I think it's going to pay off in the end, but it's trying to do so much so fast. And I'm glad that they, they pick it up from now. Um, same thing with Solo. Like, no, I didn't ask for a Solo movie. I know you didn't, and, no, and no. I love Han Solo. I haven't watched it yet. Characters ever. I haven't watched it yet. It comes out next week on, on Blu-ray, so I'll, I'll grab it, but I yeah. haven't watched it yet. It's, it's not a movie that we asked for. And... Um, yeah, so I, I I think it's one of those deals where it's like quantity over quality, and they're like, we're still going to make this stuff, but we were trying to do too much. 
we'll go into DC a bit, but you know, DC they they tried to rush with Batman vs Superman, all these things, you know, to make this stuff, and it was like they had good actors and they had good stuff, but the quality wasn't necessarily there, wasn't as well received. I think the same thing with Star Wars, and at least they recognized it early. So uh, hopefully that means we keep getting more quality Star Wars going forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they one thing is that they recognize it early, and, and two is that they don't have the problem that DC has with Warner saying, oh, I don't like that. Put a giant iron, you know, a giant metal spider so Superman can fight it. It's it's that that sort of thing, right? They don't, they don't have um, that problem. Um, but you can you can see that there's some some issues going on, right? Where you know the uh, the original directors for Solo get get fired, and uh, the original uh, director for Episode Nine got fired, right? Because he was the same guys that was gonna do Fanforstic, if I'm not wrong, and he got fired. And then you know um, we got J.J. Um, Abrams, Abrams taken again the the mantle for that. So. Yeah, um, it, it's it's tough for me to talk Star Wars, man, because I really love Star Wars. Like it's my number one, you know, movie franchise that I that I like. It's 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 my top, and it's and it, yeah, so it's it's really hard for me to talk about it because it's again very divisive, and uh, I, people are short. You know, they they have selective memory and they remember things as they are not and they totally forgot about how terrible episode one and episode two were and you know started you know dumping on the last jedi which i can agree is a divisive movie but i think it's it's totally competent um you know it takes some risks it's you know innovative it did great things differently i mean the retconning things is never a great thing but it's you know it took risks and I appreciate that. Um, uh, you know how I feel about Rogue One. I absolutely love Rogue One. I think Rogue One is probably it's it's my favorite Star Wars movie since since probably Empire Strikes Back. I love that movie. So good. And and um, and again, I haven't watched Solo. Uh, I did hear some people saying, "Hey, I watched Solo again, and it's actually pretty good." Um, so I mean, I'll I'll buy it on Blu-ray next week. I'll watch it, and I'll you guys will have my opinion here in a in a week or so. But I think that they are making the right choice. You know, they need to take a step back, and they need to make sure that that what they what they put out there is quality. Um, and it's again, I'm not saying that they had the same problem that DC had, but there's definitely a problem, and it's good to see that they had they have acknowledged it. And they are going to take a step back. Hopefully, again, like I, like what I what I told you, um, the hopefully after they do they, they released episode nine, they probably they should take in my opinion two years and then give us something else, and and make sure that I would say every two years you don't have to give us something every year, man. Seriously, with Star Wars, just give us something every two years. Fans will be happy. It doesn't even have to be two years. Could be three years. Fans will be happy, but again, it, it's one of those things that um, Star Wars fandoms getting really toxic, uh, and uh, again, it's unfortunate. And it all happens in all fandom, right? It's like God forbid I I, I tell a Doctor Who fan that their show sucks. It does though, but yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. Well, well, okay. <laughs> We're gonna keep this phone rolling. <laughs> Talk more Disney here for a second. Disney streaming. 
these guys are now having rumors. It's not confirmed, although sources where it's coming from, it's probably true. Uh, are saying from Variety, they're saying that Disney is launching with their streaming service a series of Marvel standalone kind of solo series, and two of them that have been um, been in the project form right now is Scarlet Witch and Loki, and each of the, those are both their own, their own Loki's own show, Scarlet Witch's own show, and the most interesting part about it to me is that they're saying they're keeping the original actors. That means Tom Hiddleston comes back as Loki for a series. And Elizabeth Olsen comes back as Scarlet Witch. I did not see this coming, Obed. That's great I news, actually. I did not see this coming. What do you think, man? Um, uh, again, super hyped. Uh, I, dude, this Disney service looks just like a better deal every week. Seriously. Um, I don't know how they're going to pull it off. I don't know how many seasons of each show we're going to get. Maybe they'll do like a Mar Marvel anthology and give us one season is going to be Loki, the next season is going to be Scarlet Witch, the next season is going to be Falcon. That would be pretty cool, like if they do yeah. something like that. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't see it being like how the Netflix formula of like mm -hmm. seasons. I think it's just like, hey, you get this one thing and that's it and be happy. And I'm okay with that. Um, the same thing, though, they said is other characters that have not had their own solo films in Marvel. They didn't say who, but like you mentioned, Falcon could is definitely, I think, one of them that's got to be considered for it. If there's something they're trying to tell us or stories of either of how they came to be or stories that happened in between some events, there's a lot of timeline yeah. shift that happens between some. And it's cool because it's like, obviously, Loki has a huge fandom. That's We oh, know yeah. that. Um, Scarlet Witch... I, they have not even closely tapped into her abilities um, and who she is. He's a very fascinating character from a comic book standpoint. Um, so when I, until, I like. Wait until Magneto comes around on the MCU. Oh, snap. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, House of M, Joel. House oh, of M. Don't say it, Ovid. <gasps> Drop the mic. The show's over. <laughs> oh, man. House of M. Ooh, if they announced that. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> but talking. No, stuff like. I really am actually happy, and even Loki is as as much as that might be like people might be like, oh, he's a villain, or you know, people have different feelings. A lot of people are fans of him. You know what? I am totally fine with this. I am actually I'm very happy about this, and the reason why too is according to the report, their goal and the production budget for these shows for these series are rivaling that of other premium television shows that are award-winning out there right now so you'd have to imagine that's like the game of thrones and the west worlds out there right yeah that they're so like it could be cool having these characters come back but it's more cool when you're putting quality around it i think of agents of shield you know agent colson big in the movies we like him he gets on agents of shield a lot of people don't like it because it's a very lesser quality. It's very, um, very ABC television, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Scandal. It's very much in that kind of world. Not very much of the world of Marvel that we're used to on, in, in film. So it has, it has a very divisive feeling towards it. Where with this, it sounds like they, they want to keep that cinematic feel, keep the same actors, but then um, giving them quality and the sense of a budget and all that. So good news nonetheless we got a lot more to talk about so we'll keep this boat rolling but uh yeah man that that's that's what i'm thinking yeah um i i think disney's gonna I, I think that they may for real compete against netflix 
with this service. So forget about Netflix; they might be competing with HBO next, like and like these yeah, other seriously. premium stuff out there. I mean, they're, they're taking it all on. Yeah, yeah, they they they're not definitely not pulling any punches. Uh, but speaking of Netflix, Joe, um, Last Airbender. It's uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, right? We mentioned the movie that it, it was terrible, and we were having l- lunch together. Obed. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, and we yeah. were we were talking, we were like, oh, do you remember that last Airbender movie? Because you were you were talking about like Dragon Ball and some other stuff, and and uh, and, I, and I and we were talking about how bad Last Airbender was, and I was just saying, oh my goodness, like that was that was sad, and then literally it was like the next day, yeah. 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 I'm like, oh my goodness, look at this. They're bringing this on. Yeah. What do you think, man? Yeah, so uh, this is the last Airbender being uh, put again into live action form on Netflix. Uh, but they, the original creators are, are on board. So Michael DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, they are on board. It's not going to be some, you know, it's not going to be M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that. But um, the original creators are on board. I'm assuming they're bringing their teams and they're going to do their best to adapt, uh, which is a beloved animated series into um, live action form. Um, so we'll see how this comes out. Maybe if it does well, we'll see Legend of Korra next. I don't know. I tell you what, Netflix, they're, they're like, we're not going to go down. Yeah, we got Disney coming out, all this stuff. They're not pulling any punches. They, they keep nope. putting out their own original stuff. Then they you've got existing fandoms like such as this that've been waiting for a quality last year Bender live action, and now they're saying, hey, we're gonna take a shot at it. Why not? Keeping the original people like you're saying that that created this um, involved, so it's gonna keep you happy. And then like we've even heard about like Lord of the Rings is gonna be coming on on supposedly like on Amazon and Amazon. It's like. Man, this this stuff that's going on with just streaming, it really fascinates me right now. So I keep my eyes open. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and I heard about the, uh, the that DC, uh, DC Universe, whatever it's called, the, uh, the service. That, that's already out, right? Um, I think that comes out the end of this month. The end of this month? Okay. Yep, end of this um, month. Because I, I, I heard... Uh, I heard ads for it already so like whatever you know it's like hey use this code so you can get like a free trial sort of thing so um i've already heard about that uh, so we're just wondering about that joel because um we have the first look for uh, from the joker movie that no one asked for um Starting Joaquin Phoenix, uh, and uh, I don't, I'm, I don't know what to feel. Uh, how should I feel about this, Joel? I don't know. It's whatever they're doing. It's different, and I appreciate that. Let's leave it at that. So Joaquin Phoenix is a very good actor. Um, so I, I'm not gonna say he's not gonna give a good portrayal. So I think I think the movie will be fine in that aspect. But when I look at this photo. I don't know what they're going for, dude. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm like, okay, you could have made him look like he was, like how I thought, like the Killing Joke. I thought they were gonna go like the Killing Joke, where he's put together. He's 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 he doesn't start off as as a as a whack nut job, but in this these set photos and the the picture put out, he kind of looks like he's already super troubled. He looks like he's he's he's. 
He's on some things that may not be legal. Uh, <laughs> he looks like he he might already be a little bit on the edgy side. And uh, looking at what uh, some of the other characters, other people that, that are been in the set photos, it appears to me like they're definitely going for that R rating. And, uh, you know, him having the long hair, you know, to me almost makes me wonder is when he does make the transformation, is this guy going to look like Heath Ledger? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's possible that they're going to kind of go pseudo in between. I don't know, dude. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um. Again, Joaquin Phoenix is 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 a great actor. He definitely has the chops. Uh, I'm I'm just really interested to see what this movie is gonna be like. Um, I heard that this is gonna be like a Scorsese style of like crime drama ending up in like you know a Joker thing. I I, I really I really what is don't, it? Know. I don't know. Like no one asked for this movie, but. But you know what? Um, it's if if it's good, it's good, and I'm hoping that it's good. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Let's um, wait for a trailer. I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have again. I have strong feelings about what they're trying to do here, and I appreciate them taking risks and doing things differently. Uh, that sort of thing sometimes doesn't pay off, but. In this case, it looks like it may be, you know, they're making some good choices there, man. But we'll see. We'll in my see. opinion. Yeah, so we'll see about that. Uh, Joe, gaming news. Um, oh, boy. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Let's do it. Let's start with the the uh, PS or PlayStation Classic or the PlayStation Mini, as some people may call it. So, Joe, they finally announced it. Something that um, I thought they may have something like this at E3. Did I make that prediction? I can't remember. I honestly don't remember either. But I don't, I don't remember. We'll rewatch the episode for sure. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can rewatch it or you know listen to that episode again. A um, hundred dollars coming out on December third. Uh, it would include twenty games and two controllers. Interestingly enough, Joel, no power brick. <laughs> Uh, it does include an HDMI cord because it does have HDMI out, of course, but uh, it does come with a USB cable, but not the power brick. Um, I'm assuming this is probably going to use uh, something uh, the same same sort of uh, brick that the NES Mini uses or the or the Super NES Mini. Um, but they have not released a price on that. I'm assuming it's probably going to be like $15 for um, the power adapter. Uh, but the games that they announced for now, Joel, are Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, uh, Rich Racer, Rich R4, Rich Racer Type 4, um, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms, uh, which is a pretty solid uh, little group of games there. Um, Joel, uh, are, you, are you on board or, or not yet? I'm absolutely on board. 45% smaller into scale than the original PS1. It's nice and small. It has the same look, aesthetics of PS1. The controllers are classic. Um, but I think the 20 preloaded games, you know, the five that are announced there are awesome. You know I'm ecstatic about Ridge Racer Type 4. I love that. Uh, but the thing that gets me is like, 
I'm fine because I I already own you know PS PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PS Four. Like if my one goes down and it's not because I take care of my stuff, but the <laughs> second <laughs> I, you know the PS Two could run PS One games, so I I, I, ha- I still have these games, so it's fine. But for those that uh, you know that don't have, I think it's it's intriguing. Like if I'm not a if I have no nostalgia for PS One. I don't think this is going to sell good in those regards. I'm actually thinking that I don't think it has the same pulls like the SNES or whatnot um, when it comes to being released. I don't think it's going to sell too crazy. But I think they know that. They have expectations going into putting this out there. So I, I, I'm I in for it, but I'm not going to get it because I don't have a need to get it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 20 games for 100 bucks. I don't know. Yeah, my concern is that this is gonna be again like the like the Super NES Mini. I bought mine, I used it, uh, you know, a couple weekends, and then it's I haven't used it yet. Uh, again, you know, I I added the games I wanted to add. Uh, it, the preloaded games were fine. Don't hack things, kids. Just making sure I say that. Um, <laughs> it uh, and it's it's fine. It's it's definitely a great little device, and you know, it's it was worth the money. Um, in this case, you know, I know that there's, you know, different, we're talking about a different generation where games are way, way, way bigger than they were on the, um, on the SNES, uh, things were very different. Um, it, the, the, the remaining 15 games, it depends on that, right? If they have the right collection of games to put in with this thing, then it may be worth it, um, to some people. You know, it may not like like what you said. You know, may there's they're definitely playing on nostalgia. You know, the uh, kids that grew up with the PS One are getting to the point where they have disposable income and and going back and getting these things. So it, it may it may do well. I think it may do well. Uh, it but again, it depends on the other fifteen games. Like if they on the other other fifteen games, if they add you know Metal Gear Solid and at least one one of the Gran Turismo games and Twisted Metal and and some of the other very popular games like Symphony of the Night and all that, um, if they add that, then it may be worth the ninety nine dollars. If not, then I like like what you said. I mean, I I personally don't have a a need for it. Um, I got the SNES Mini because I was looking for a solution where I could play my SNES games on on, on a you know via HDMI, and I didn't want to spend money on a clone console, so that was my reasoning behind it, and I don't regret it. But in this case, man, I mean, I have whatever I wanted to play for PS One, I have it, and I can play it on HDMI because I can play it on my PS Three. Sorry. So I see. I I really don't see a reason why I should get this. Me personally, but I know that it may do well. So yeah, it's a good option. It's a good option. Exactly, and it looks good. I mean, it looks it looks it looks very nice. The box it looks good. Uh, shame that they're not gonna the the controllers are not the dual shocks, but you know what? It's fine. Uh, but it looks like it uses the same controller adapter, or it looks it looks like the same controller port. So maybe maybe you can use you know dual dual shocks on that if you have dual shocks laying around, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's my my opinion on 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 this thing. It looks nice though, so um, definitely can't complain about that. 
it's probably pretty much going to be PlayStation from out here, Joel. <laughs> the PlayStation Vita. So they, they finally announced today that um, it's officially dead. So uh, they are going to cease production and shipments of PS Vita in Japan next year, I think. And I'm almost certain, and this hasn't been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure that they stopped um, shipments to the U.S., uh, at least for about a year now. Um, because I haven't seen a Vita, like a brand new Vita, in a store in, in over over a year. Um, but they are, you know, fortunately going to stop shipments in Japan next year, which is basically saying that the Vita, it's... You know, they're not going to be produced anymore. And uh, Sony also said that they are uh, they have not considered a successor for the PlayStation Vita. So maybe Sony is 100% out of the uh, mobile or portable gaming market. Um, thoughts on this, Joel? I know that uh, you never own a Vita. I own one and I love it. I still play it. But um, yeah. Crazy yep. stuff. Play the music. Bring out the casket. It's over, and uh, it's a sad, <laughs> sad, sad day. Uh, <laughs> sad violin. Sad violin. Sad violin. Um, it's 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 time. I understand. Um, so I'm not mad about the timing. If I was gonna get PSV, I probably would have done it a few years ago, and should have done it a few years ago. Um, would yeah. I be against having one now? No, but it's just you know it's it's it, it served its purpose for its time and it lasted a while and it's a it was a very good console for those I know that that owned it such as yourself. Um, so I my thoughts on it is like it makes sense. I think the part for me that's more sad is hearing that it sounds like there's no plans for a successor because I still want some type of mobile um, presence for. PlayStation like I wanted to see what they could do with now the technology that exists today especially with seeing how successful the Nintendo Switch is so maybe they may not be talking about a successor but maybe there will be some type of mobile integration with the PS5 kind of like the Switch I don't know um, I don't know what what, the, what thoughts could be that could be me just reaching but uh, I'm, I'm hopeful I, I was hopeful for a successor but we'll see yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate it, because it was a great device, and uh, and it, you know it was it was too good to be true. It was it was one of those devices that it was too good to be true. It was like, oh, I be- I can't believe I I can't have a handheld that could do this, I could do this, and could do this. So you know something had to give, and you know um, th- again the memory card prices were were dumb and. Um, some of the gaming or some of the the decisions they made with you know games being released were not great. Uh, zero marketing efforts. Um, you know there was there were many there were many things that happened. Right. Um, it's unfortunate because it's again a great piece of hardware. I got my money's worth my money's worth out of it. I put you know two three hundred hours on mine on you know several different games. Um, I mentioned to you. Uh, yesterday that it's almost October, so it's almost time for me to do my my yearly Symphony of the Night run. So, um, so and, and I always do it on the Vita because it's just so convenient. I can just grab it and and play, and and I don't have to you know take over the TV or do anything else. I'm good. So, uh, screen looks 
great. The buttons are great. Uh, it is a fantastic device. You know, it's unfortunate that uh, it just didn't, uh, you know, catch on. So, uh, but yeah, RIP Vita for reals this time, man. Yep, this is it. That's it. That's it. No more. No more Vita. Uh, <laughs> and uh Joe we got we got pretty big news today uh over uh from the PlayStation blog and it was that PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 2 games that are available on PS Now are available for download instead of uh just available via streaming. I think this is huge man because um that really brings it to the Xbox Game Pass, where you basically download the game and play it. Um, I think that this adds a tremendous amount of value on the PlayStation Now platform. Um, and, and, you know, again, it depends on game choice, but it's uh, if it's a PS4 game or a PS2 game, man, you can download it. You don't have to stream it. You don't have to worry about it. And um, you can play it. I mean, that's that's bottom line. That's what's important, man. Um, so what do you think about these changes that, that they're making? I like it. I had to stop and really think about it for a little for a little while to really grasp um, the full benefits of it beyond just saying, oh, it's a nice option. Um, and it reminds me of, you know, like Xbox is our things, right? Like I was trying to figure out who is this really for? Because I'm so used to thinking the way I think, which is you just go out and buy a game, um, and then I, I quickly realized, well, there's plenty of people who use things like Gamefly and people out there who still rent games, and with their PlayStation Now, they've kind of they want they kind of brought that in to be their subscription, kind of like, hey, this is your rental idea um, for for their service, so. I like this option because it now adds another competitive um, choice in the market for gaming, um, you know, for for limited times or not necessarily going on buying all these games. So, yeah, it might take up space on your on your machine, but it's gonna let these games run better. Um, I talked to you a bit before. I was like, well, when you're talking about streaming games, like. That's kind. Of, I always thought that was like a weird concept, just generally speaking, because I'm like, it's not the same quality, and um, you know, you could have some lag issues and all this stuff. Well, now having the game downloaded, that's not gonna, that really should not be an issue at all. So I hadn't heard bad things about PS Now before, but it just makes it all the more better, and just makes sense. And uh, I, I like the news, and and I think it's again not. Me as as somebody, I'm just the person who goes out and buys games. But if you're someone who out there just wants to rent something or to test out, PS Now is a good value because guess what? There's these plenty of these old games you could just download and and never have to go out and buy it, and you know just just stream it on your device. So it's a good option. Yeah, and um, they're doing an introductory offer, so they're doing a year for ninety nine dollars, and it's over six hundred and fifty games that they have available. And if you compare that to the $120 that Xbox Game Pass is, and Xbox Game Pass has, I think, around 130 or 120 games. I'm not yeah. 100% sure on, on that, but it's not uh, that many compared to PS Now. But, you know, over 650 games, uh, of course, not all not all of them are available to download because, you know, PS3 being this esoteric, uh, you know, hardware, 
just can't emulate it for some reason. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see next gen. Um, but it's a uh, it, it's a great deal. I mean, if you if you have again, this product's not for me because I have very limited time for for gaming and my you know the game that I want to spend with uh, the time that I have that I want to spend with games. Uh, I want to spend it with games that I that I'm really enjoy, really like, and I have you know I'm very focused on on that. But if you have the time and if you have you know uh, a, a PS4 and you have the budget to be able to afford this program, I think it's a great deal, man, because you'll have games for over a year. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's a good deal too. Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's uh it's no longer available on uh on PS3. They discontinued that, but it is available on PC. Uh, so uh, PC streaming only, of course, but on PS4, uh, you would be able to take advantage of the game downloads. Um, and yeah, uh, I think it's great. Nice. Um, it, I I would definitely like to check it out. Again, it's it's one of those things that it's it's not the right product for me, but I I definitely understand. Um, the appeal. So, yeah. And uh, I think we're going to move to the little last section that I have here, Joel. Talk a little bit about Capcom and Tokyo Game Show. I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch the uh, Resident Evil 2 trailer they released this morning. I did. Okay. But it looks fantastic. Twitter. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. It looked, it looked really good. It looks really freaking good, man. I'm really excited about that. Um, but they also released uh, two, actually, uh, Devil May Cry 5 trailers that looked fantastic. Um, and um, one thing that a lot of people did not like about this trailer, Joel, coincidentally, it was like something, right? It's like something's not right. Um, so Capcom released these trailers this morning, and, and people were saying, it's like, yo, that song, Subhuman, that's like Dante's theme it sucks and like fans were pointing it out it's like yo this is not a good song this is really weird this is an odd choice um and uh and and um and like fans were not happy it's like oh yeah i listened to the song for like half a minute and then turned it off because it's like trying to be too edgy this edgy metal you know sort of thing and uh you know fans didn't like it bottom line um, so Capcom said that this game is, it, they have said it before. This is like, yo, this is fan feedback. This is, this game's for the fans and we're taking into consideration everything the fans say. So, uh, as soon as fans saying, we're saying, yo, this song's not great. Uh, this song, the song mysteriously was pulled from YouTube from the Capcom site. And, uh, and then it came out. That, that the fan feedback was not the reason why the song was pulled. <laughs> it was because the uh, the singer uh, from this band uh, that is uh, the uh, the band the band that sings the the song uh, in question. Uh, it's called Suicide Silence, and the uh, the singer is Eddie Hermida, and apparently he was accused of praying uh, underage fans. And uh, and Capcom was like, nah, nah, yo, uh, we're not, we're not messing around with this. So they um, they pulled the song out. They're pulling the song out of uh, marketing and they're cutting ties. Uh, so Capcom said, I'm gonna try and read it, Joe. I'm gonna move this time. Um, 
And the statement that Capcom put in is the music was recorded for the game before the incident came to light and we were unaware of the incident until now. However, we are now aware of the current situation. Capcom has decided that moving forward, we will not further highlight the Dante Bottle theme for, for promotional purposes at this time. And we're also currently evaluating other options that what possible and what's possible for the full game at this time, which is dependent on various factors such as resources. So, dude got paid, and Capcom Capcom now does not have a theme for Dante. I'm pretty sure, Joe, that they are. There's plenty of fans that are willing to make a song and give it to Capcom. Absolutely, there's so many other options out there. I mean, that's like to me minuscule. I'm glad that you pointed out the background with the story because you could easily just be someone who just kind of goes through your news feed and just goes, oh, people are responding negatively to this song. Oh, this song is pulled. Oh, it must be because of uh, people, the fans and like it and listen to the fans. It's actually more to the story than that. And uh, guess what? At least they can easily move that out, out of the way and put something else in that makes people happy. I don't think it's like... To me, it's like one of the an easier fix, not end of the world scenario, nothing to go crazy over. Uh, I understand why they did what they did, Capcom. When you get to understand the gravity of, of what was going on there, so yeah, like it's funny because it's one of those like I like it's one of those I, I got could be I got you kind of stories where like you could hear it and think one way, but if you didn't know the details, it'd be something different. If you just read the headline, you might think you know the whole story, but it's fascinating nonetheless. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, again, it's one of my one of my most anticipated games from E3 this year. Uh, so I am looking forward to it. Uh, I me mean, personally, I mean, the song was like super edgy. I necessarily, I don't necessarily have an issue with the song. Um, I, I think that the music on the on DMC on the one that Ninja on the DNC meaning the one that Ninja Theory developed a few years ago. Um, that that soundtrack was super edgy too, but also the game was trying to be super edgy, so it actually fit pretty well. And the music was not bad, so um, uh, it, it, to, uh, it to me it wasn't it wasn't such a big deal that the song wasn't great. But then when it come to came to light, I was like, oh, that's why Capcom's doing it. Um, I, I totally understand. Um, but at the, at the same time, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that there's DMC fans out there um, that are musically talented because there's I've seen several of them on, on YouTube. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that that any of them are are more than willing to come up with uh, with a solution for Capcom's problem at this time. So uh, we'll see what the final solution for that would be. In the meantime, Joel. That is what I got. I don't know if you have anything else. Again, see you Otaku this weekend. Be hyped. We'll be there. Take some pics with some uh, some of the FTC uh, guys. And um, and yeah, if you if you're in the area, in the uh, uh, iDrive area, and you wanna you know stop by, that's that'd be awesome. You know, make make the FTC better. So absolutely, absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Load Time. We always appreciate it. We want to make sure to extend the invitation for you to be connected with us. So go ahead and give us a follow on social media at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. 
Also, we want to make sure that you know to subscribe to this show so that way you can know when our latest and greatest episodes are always being dropped each week. So go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. And if you're also watching via video, you can uh, subscribe on YouTube as well. If you're an iTunes subscriber, please drop us a review. That always helps us out. As well, we want to make sure we can hear feedback from you in relation to the show. We talk about a lot of interesting stuff today, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and shoot an email to nolotime at gmail.com. That's nolotime at gmail.com. We always welcome your questions, comments, and feedback, and sometimes we'll even talk about it here on the show. But until next time, guys, we look forward to talking with you on episode 65 of No Time.